Yeshua? And where does this word come from? Brother Barry explains on today's episode of Through the Bible. Through the Bible is recorded live at Winrock Baptist Church in Abilene. I love the name of him whose heart knows all my griefs and bears a part, who bids all anxious fears depart. I love the name of Jesus, Jesus, oh how sweet the name, Jesus every day the same. Jesus let all saints proclaim his worthy praise forever. That name I fondly love to hear, it never fails my heart to cheer. Its music dries the fallen tear, exalt the name of Jesus. Jesus, oh, how sweet the name, Jesus, every day the same. Jesus, let all saints proclaim, it's worthy praise forever. No word of man can ever tell how sweet the name I love so well. Oh, let his praises ever swell, oh, praise the name of Jesus. Jesus, oh how sweet the name, Jesus, every day the same. Jesus, let all saints proclaim its worthy praise forever. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and holy Father in heaven. Lord, I just pray that you would be with us here today, Lord, that we come in your name, Lord, to honor and to glorify you. And we thank you so much for what you have done for us, and I I just pray that each person here today receive a special blessing for having you on their heart and mind this morning. I I pray that you would help me to uh, expound those things that I have studied, and that I seek your face and your guidance and your power, Lord, in all these things I want to do for your honor and your glory. I just pray that you be with us throughout the remainder of this service, that you forgive us of our sins, Lord, and that you forgive us where we failed you. In your Son, Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, Matthew chapter 18 and verse 20 says, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So I'd like to ask you the question, whose name are we gathered in here today? We're gathered here in Jesus' name. Well, folks, you know, there are groups of people today who try to say that that's not his name. They try to say his name's not Jesus. Then that we don't use that properly. And we're not going to get our prayers answered. And we can't properly interpret the Bible. And all these different things, because we don't even know the name of our Savior. Well, I'm going to show you this morning that the name of our Savior is Jesus. And you can be able to leave here today with confidence that when you hear someone call Him something different, that you know the truth. And you can tell them what the truth is. Because I think it's important that we as children of God who were saved in the name of Jesus, stand up for our Savior. Because He stood up for us. 
and he stands for us today. And there's just a whole lot of this kind of stuff going on about controversy concerning the name of Jesus. And I know a lot of people don't say much about it because when they hear it, they don't know enough to make an argument on the point. Or if you would, to explain in an apologetic way how to do it. And so I, I wanted to go over that here this morning. So this is kind of a sermon, kind of a Bible study, and I hope, if nothing else, it's in a learning experience that we should get something out of it. Uh, because these are the things that was impressed upon me this week that, that uh, we need to look at and we need to talk about. Now, uh, in Matthew chapter 1, in verse 21, it says that she will give birth to a son... Matthew 1, 21. She'll give birth to a son and will call his name. Yeshua, which means Adonai. saves us, okay, and call his name Yeshua, which means Adonai saves us, which if you just look at that, it doesn't seem bad, but you'll notice in your Bible it doesn't say this, okay, But I'm telling you, this is where people get this, all right? Because this comes out of the CJB. Anybody know what the CJB is? The CJB is the Complete Jewish Bible. It's a new translation. And they try to say, well, they they translated this out of the Greek, but this ain't Greek, folks, okay? And they're trying to say that they took the Greek and translated it into the Hebrew, and so you can study the New Testament in Hebrew because Jesus just spoke Hebrew, and that's all they spoke Hebrew. Well, let me ask you a question. If all they spoke was Hebrew, why is the New Testament, why was it written in Greek? They just spoke Hebrew. Why was it written in Greek? Why out of 5,900 and a little more, 36 or something, some odd number that, that can be accounted for, copies of the New Testament that predate the King James, that means they were written before King James, somebody sat down and hand transcribed them before the King James Bible, why is it that you will not find that word in those Bibles? 
In those New Testament Bibles, you will not find that word, Yeshua. It's not in there, okay? And you won't find it in your King James Bible. If, if all they spoke was Hebrew, why can we not find it? Why is there no Hebrew copies? Why did they have to try to translate a Hebrew Bible out of Greek? Why did they have to do that? Okay? That's a, that's a farce. It's a fallacy. It's a lie. And it's something the devil has come up with because the name of Jesus is important and he doesn't want you to believe it is. He wants you to think you didn't have the right name. He wants you to believe that you don't know who the name of your Savior is. The devil wants you to know that because God can't get any glory out of that, folks. God can't get any glory. The New Testament was written by the apostles in Greek. Okay? It was written in Greek. Study your history. Why was it in Greek? Why was it not? Didn't everybody speak Hebrew? No. They didn't. You know why? Because quite a few years before that, this little fellow named Alexander the Great conquered all the known world. And guess what he spoke? Greek. One of the parts to conquering was to try to abolish the languages of the area and institute his own language. Common practice back then. So all the known world began speaking Greek. It was illegal to not speak it. Okay? They began speaking Greek under Alexander the Great. Then fast forward to Jesus' time, and who are the rulers there? Romans. Do you think Romans spoke Hebrew? I mean, that just don't even make sense, does it? Romans didn't speak Hebrew. Folks, from a 100 A.D., to 1882, Hebrew was considered a dead language, okay? People didn't speak it. Back in Jesus' time, the number one primary language was Greek. They spoke it all over the place. And Jesus was raised in Galilee, which was a Gentile integrated population, and they spoke Greek. Also, under the Romans, who the language they brought with them was Latin. So the primary languages of the day were Greek and Latin. That was the primary languages of the day. Then people spoke a little bit of whatever native or regional tongue that they might speak. This is common practice in Europe. In Texas, we have a lot of people that speak uh, Spanish and English. You know, there's going to be some flow over in languages. But the New Testament was written in Greek. And nowhere is Yeshua found in the New Testament in English or in Greek. Okay? That was not what they called him. That was not what they referred to him. If Jesus was standing there, they didn't call him Yeshua. That's not what they called him. Okay, they called him by his Greek title, which sounds extremely similar to Jesus. That's what they called him. This is a historical fact. Now, a lie that is being perpetrated is they're trying to say that they all spoke Hebrew and that 
that if we really want to understand the New Testament, we're going to have to study it out of Hebrew. That's ridiculous because there's no Hebrew New Testament. It was translated from the Textus Recepticus out of Greek. Okay? Greek. This Yeshua is really Jesus' name is not correct, folks. It ain't right. It ain't biblical. It's not in the Bible. Now, let me explain to you, let me try to show you how this came about. Now, in Greek, if we look at it, we look at Jesus' name, and these are the Greek letters. I don't know if this thing don't want to write for me. Okay, we have an I. That's an E. O. U. S. That's how Jesus' name looks in Greek. Okay, these are these are Greek letters. They're not. We we use Latin and Roman characters. These these are Greek letters. Okay, that's how it looks in the Greek. Doesn't look nothing like Yeshua. I mean, he, you know, I know none, nobody speaks Greek here. I don't speak it, okay? I had to look this up. But in the very first copies of the King James, these Greek letters were transposed into English. And when we... When we transpose these Greek letters into English letters, we get I, E, O, U, S. Looks a lot more like Jesus, doesn't it? A lot more like it. Now, as times change and things get so-called modernized a little bit so that people could read this better. This was changed to I-E-S-U-S. Okay? Because this approximates the sounding of this. All right? Now, why was it, why was that an I there instead of a J? Because the letter J hadn't been invented yet. The letter J is just 200 years old. It's not, an, it's not an old letter, okay? So letters approximate sounds. This letter is pronounced, depending on where you, this letter I here is pronounced J or kind of with a W sound. Okay, ja or wa. Okay. If you have a Spanish guy, and probably some of him, I got a friend. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's use Husto's name. Okay. He wants a copy of this, isn't he? Okay. This is a Spanish name. Does that sound like a J to you, and me? No, it's who. Sto, okay, 
if you didn't know anything, you didn't know how to spell his name, that's not the way you'd spell it, would it? And then how about how about this name? I got another friend, and this is his name. But his name, but they call him Jesus. We don't use the J. Okay, it's the same thing from the Greek to the English. Same thing. Same thing that happens. So we have this. Because that's the way we say it. If you're English, if, you're, if you speak the English language, this is how you say this. Okay? No Yeshua. None of this. This is not in the New Testament. Okay? It's not in there. Folks, if God wanted us to call his son this, it would say this in there, I'm telling you. But it says this. So my, my Savior's name is Jesus. All right? Don't, don't let these messianic crowd tell you this because their Bibles are different. I just showed you. This is a different Bible. It sounds very similar, but they, cha- they stick this in there. Okay? Because they want that's what they want you to do. That's what they want you to believe. Okay? Now. The name Jesus that we use is the Greek form of the word Joshua. Okay? It's the Greek form of the word Joshua. the Greek form of the word Joshua. Now this is important. Okay? This is another differentiation. Okay? We know Joshua is, a, is the English pronunciation of a Hebrew name which is extremely similar. Okay? Very similar in sound. From a Hebrew name, Joshua. But... This name here, Joshua, is spelt something like this, okay? And it means... Jehovah saved, saved, past tense, saved, okay, that's what it means. Now, this is not Joshua, Yeshua is not Joshua, so if somebody's telling you that Jesus' name is this in the Hebrew, they don't even know, because that ain't right. Okay, does this look like this? This little letter here is a missing vowel, coincidentally. In the the Old Testament, these names, okay, Jehovah, Joshua, Yeshua, in the Old Testament, there's no vowels. So they can't even tell you for sure how you're supposed to say them. Because there's no vowels. When you look it up and you see vowels, those vowels were just added arbitrarily by someone who thought this is the way it ought to be. 
Okay? There's no vows. No one knows for sure. That's been, that part of their language has been lost. It's never been regained. Okay? No one knows for sure. Now, that name Yeshua is in the Old Testament. Okay? And if you look it up in a concordance, it will have this. Okay, Yeshua, that's written in English. Does this look like this? It's not the same, is it? Okay, but this is this. Okay, this is this. There were ten guys in the Old Testament named Yeshua. Ten guys. Okay, there were three guys named Joshua in the Old Testament. And then Jesus having the modern form of the name Joshua. Okay? Now, Yeshua, Jeshua, means something similar a little bit. It means he will save. Alright? It means he will save. But folks, these are not the same. And these are Old Testament words. They're not in the New Testament. Okay? They're Old Testament words. They're not in the New Testament. They're Old Testament words. They're not in the New Testament. But these people are trying to tell you that you need to be studying your New Testament, which was written in Greek. You need to be studying it in Hebrew, which there were no copies of Hebrew. And they tell you that so they can tell you that you don't know who your Savior was. That you don't know His name. Well, I know the name of my Savior and His name was Jesus. Alright? There's something about that name. It's sweet. It has power. 1 Corinthians 5 and 40 says the name of Jesus has power. Okay? 1 Corinthians 6 and 11 said we are justified by His name. Where three or more are gathered together in my name, I am there also. The Bible refers to Jesus by other titles, but their titles are not his name. That's his name, folks. His name is Jesus. Don't let people tell you something different. They cannot prove that Yeshua business without going to some corrupted translations. That's the only way they can prove that. And I just showed you, it don't even fly. Okay? Because his name was not this fella's name in the Old Testament. It was this one. And that, they completely missed that. You know why? Because they used corrupt translations to translate all this garbage. Okay? It, this, this just burns me up. Because I had a guy telling me here a while back that I need to be calling him Yeshua. I said, where is that in the Bible? Well, it's in the Hebrew Bible. I said, where'd you get a Hebrew Bible? Okay? Because all the Hebrew Bibles I know were translated out of the Greek. Now, you can get one that's translated out of the Texas Receptacus, but it don't say Yeshua in it. Okay? Because that ain't in there. And they translate it. They translate into Hebrew because they were trying to say 
that there's Hebrew people that need it. But folks, 99.9 and 9 tenths of Israelis speak English and Hebrew and some other languages. Greek among them. Okay? In Jesus' day, I mean, we can go through the Bible and we can look and we can see where there are examples and we can make good cases for Jesus speaking multiple languages, probably five. All right? Greek being the primary language of the day in the area where he was. What was the sign over his head? What was it written in? Three languages. And what were they? Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. You know why? Because those were the languages that were spoke there. Okay? But the primary language of the ruling people was Greek and Latin. So those two are included. That's not an accident that that's that way. There's nothing wrong with your Bible. Do you see what the devil's trying to do? He's trying to throw doubt and make people believe that there's something wrong with our Bible. There ain't nothing wrong with this King James Bible. There ain't nothing wrong with it. That word Jesus is in there is right. It's there because God wanted it there. There's no other way you can explain it. Jesus spoke uh, Latin, Greek, Hebrew. We know he spoke. We have examples of him using all of these languages because we have eyewitness recordings of him doing so. And with a smattering probably of of Aramaic in there somewhat. But I'm telling you, it ain't an accident that all of the originals, which there are none anymore, are in Greek. Why does the New Testament need to be in Hebrew? Why would you send the church at Thessalonica a letter in Hebrew? Do you think them folks could read it? How about the one at Philippi? How about Antioch? You think those people could read Hebrew? No, they can't read Hebrew. There's a reason why it's in Greek, folks. Jesus is his name. Don't let them tell you something different. And I, I mean, it's like this kind of stuff people are trying to shove down your throat. I, I'm just, I'm sick of this Yeshua crowd business. This is a bunch of this messianic garbage to try to make us, you know, Judaize Christianity. You know, Judaize Christianity. And I told the guy one night, I said, all you're trying to do is Judaize Christianity. I said, Paul had the same problem back in the New Testament. People trying to Judaize Christianity. And you know why? Because the devil wants you to take your eyes off Jesus. He wants you to take your eyes off Jesus and put him on somebody named Yeshua that's not even in the New Testament. It's not even in there. And these people think they're so righteous, they're so holy, they're so knowledgeable because I use the right name of uh, God's Son, and it's Yeshua. You can't prove it. It's not in there. Not in there anywhere. And out of 5,000 pre-Bible copies of the New Testament you find, there ain't none of them in Hebrew that was supposed to be, you know, what they were supposed to be written in. That's what they try to tell you. All this garbage. 
Well, you know why they say this kind of stuff? Because they know nowadays people are not in the know about this kind of thing. But you can study and figure out where this stuff come from. You know, this is a relatively new development, and it's just one more way that the devil is trying to get us to lose focus and take our eyes off Christ, you know, so we can argue about what his name is. Like I said, Jesus' name has power. We're justified by Jesus' name. Every knee is going to bow at Jesus' name, the Bible says, okay? It don't say at Yeshua's name. It says at Jesus' name. Everything you do, it says in Colossians 3.17, do in Jesus' name. It don't say do it in Yeshua's name. It says do it in Jesus' name. Folks, what this book says is right. Don't let people tell you something different. There is nothing more important than Jesus' name. You think all the songs of praise that we sang here today that talked about the name of Jesus, that Jesus didn't like them? You think he didn't? He tells us to sing praises to him, doesn't he? He tells us to praise him in song and hymn and to praise him with instruments, musical instruments. He tells us to do that. All right? It's right. It's scriptural. It's what we need to be doing. I I promise you, you don't have to worry about what the King James Bible says. It proves itself out every time. You can, you can read all this and you can say, well, it don't say Yeshua in there anywhere. And so you go to look and try to figure out where it comes from. Where does it come from? Some horrible her, heretic, you know, translating something uh, out, of a, out of bad Greek into Hebrew. And he don't speak either language. He don't speak either language. The guys that did this were... Word translators. They don't they couldn't order a McDonald's hamburger in Cyprus. You know? They couldn't. And they sure couldn't do it in Jerusalem. I promise you. Hebrew's hard to to speak. It's difficult. It's a lot harder than Spanish. It's it's a difficult it's a difficult language to pronounce and to speak. Okay. The guy, my Mr. Uh, I think his name's Stern, Bill Stern, or William Stearns, or something like that, that translated this CJB Bible. He don't speak either language. He's got a doctorate, but he don't speak either one of them. He can't, he couldn't, I mean, he admitted, I can't, I can't order, I couldn't order lunch, you know, over there. But, I do know these things. Well, you remember what I told you about the importance of someone being able to fluently speak the language if you're going to take their word for something? The 54 men that translated this New Testament, every one of them could speak, could speak Greek and never have to resort to another language the rest of their life. That's how good they were at it. You're going to have to go to Cyprus or somewhere over there to find somebody nowadays that can speak it like that. Because they're not speaking it in these universities where they're teaching this garbage. Okay? You think maybe I'm a little bit too strong about it, I'm a little bit over the top. But folks, I take this as a personal assault on God's word. Okay? I take it personal. I think we need to defend 
God's word. And we need to, above all else, we need to defend the name of Jesus. There's something special about that name. It's not just a song, folks. It's a fact. We've got a man, and and like I said in Sunday school, he was a man. Tempted. Felt. Everything, just like you and me. And he is standing on the right hand of the Father, and he is our advocate. And when we call on the name of Jesus, folks, he hears us. I don't have to say that one. Okay? That ain't even right. But I don't have to do it. Okay? I don't have to call him Joshua either. I don't have to do that either. His name's Jesus. And he hears me. And he understands me. And he cares about me. And it's important that we have the courage and we have the boldness to stand up for the name of Jesus nowadays. People don't recognize this as an assault on it. They just think, well, that's another person's opinion. Folks, it's people's opinions that bring doubt upon the things that God says. And if if the devil can make people question stuff, he can keep them from getting saved. And that's what it boils down to. If he can keep people off the focus of Jesus, he can keep them from getting saved. These kind of things are just confusing to people. But it upsets me. And it's wrong. And we as children and and believers in Jesus Christ need to know the truth. We need to hide it in our hearts and we need to stand up with boldness and say, my Savior's name is Jesus. I want the song leader and the pianist to come and I want us to sing a song of invitation. And you know what? You can you can talk to Jesus anytime you want. And if you need to come down here this morning and talk to him, there ain't a better place. What number? Two seventy four. Number 274. We thank you for your attention in today's lesson. If you would like to attend class in person, it's held every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at 4340 Edgemont Drive in Abilene, Texas.